Hi, and welcome back to Elevator Talk with Michelle. For the time that is ours to share, I want to talk about how to stop procrastinating. Mm. Everyone has put off a task at some point in their life. But have you ever wondered why you procrastinate? Some people say you're being lazy. But some psychologists believe people who procrastinate have a faulty sense of time, meaning they think they have more time and they really don't. And let's be honest with you, how many of you, because I know I've done it, I'm guilty of this, have thought you had more time to do something only to find out you don't have as much time as you thought. Some procrastinate because the things they have to do are difficult, stressful, they're hard, they're boring. Come on now, y'all know I'm telling the truth. They're painful and the list can go on and on and on. Procrastination can lead to increased stress, health problems, and poorer performance. Procrastinators tend to have sleep issues and experience greater stressful regret than non-procrastinators. What's more, procrastination can also bother your self-esteem. So if you struggle with putting things off, then I want you to try any of these tips to get you back on track. And, and it doesn't even have to be anything that I'm going to share with you right now. You may have some other things on your list or know of other ways to get around the whole struggling with procrastination. I just want you to find what works and use it. Now, before I go into my tips, I just wanna say, if you hear a dog barking outside, I do apologize. My neighbor crossed the street when their dog is out on the front porch getting a little uh, air and sunshine, tends to be a little loud. So I apologize for that if you can hear it. Let's jump into those tips. Number one, stop thinking negative. I made this the first thing because the worst thing that you can do is think negative of yourself. And negativity certainly will add to procrastination. So many people make a huge deal out of the what ifs. I'm air quoting. You can't see it, but I am. And then you end up talking yourself right out of doing whatever it is that needs to be done. See, we start to get that negative thinking and we say, hmm, what if I do this and nobody watches it? What if I do this and nobody purchases it? What if I do this and nobody cares about it? And then that little voice clicks and says, ah, you know what? Let's not even bother to do it. But so I need you to stop thinking negative. Number two, concentrate on your why. Try to always focus on why you're doing what you're doing, and this will help keep you on track. If you know, let, let me just share this quick story with you. There was a point in time in my life when my daughter was a baby and well, a baby and I'm going to say probably still under the age of 10 when I worked two jobs. I had my good government job that was full time. And then I had a part-time job that I went to four or five days out of the week. But I also was a full-time, well, some semesters full-time, some semesters part-time student. So I have two jobs and I'm going to school. Now, I could have said, oh, I'm just so tired. I don't feel like this. Talk myself out of it. 
but I didn't. You know why? Because I understood my why. I understood why I was doing what I was doing. I wasn't doing what I was doing because I wanted to impress other people. I was doing what I was doing because I know that I had someone that was counting on me. I'm always going to be counting on me, but I had a child that was counting on me to do what I said I was going to do. And that's why to this day, my daughter will always say, Mommy, I'm so proud of you. And she's in her 30s. And she'll say, Mommy, I'm so proud of you. Because of all the things that she's watched me do over the years to help better myself. And it's about knowing your why. Why are you doing what you're doing? If you're just doing stuff and you have no idea why, that's a problem. That is a huge problem. Because you're just doing whatever it is that you're doing because you think it's the right thing to do. Why is it the right thing to do? And if you don't know what your why is, I want you to spend some time trying to figure out what is your why. Number three, I said start writing in your planner. You need to make sure you are creating a schedule or timetable for the things that need to be done. And this will keep you on schedule. Be sure to create a hard start and end time. And when I say a hard start and end time, what I mean is you've got to put down a time that you need to start that project and you need to put down a time that that project needs to end. Don't just write, work on, excuse me, don't just write down, work on a course, a, a class, or a course that you want to sell well that's open-ended work on it when when do you get started do you get started today tomorrow next week next month next year when does it need to end so instead you need to write down Monday at 8 a.m. or whatever time you choose start working on my my e-course or zoom course or what whatever you want to call it And then you need to have a hard stop, stop time, meaning that by five o'clock p.m. on Wednesday, it needs to be done. There's no wiggle room. You need to figure out how to work between Monday and Wednesday to get that thing done. Monday at 8 a.m., Wednesday at 5 p.m. to get it done. You I'm pretty sure you probably have a full time job and I understand and appreciate that. We all do. So guess what? You're going to have to figure out how to work around that. When you finish your full-time job, you need to get right on into working on that course. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's why I encourage people to create hard stop and end times. That way you don't just have this open-ended thing that you had on your in your journal to do for the last three or four or five years and you've never even gotten started on it. Why? Because you didn't give yourself a hard start and end time. Number four, I said, be realistic. As you begin to create your schedule, creating realistic goals will ensure that you set yourself up for success. Some projects can take longer than others, so you'll want to allow for the extra time. Often, yeah, I'm sorry, I was getting ready to say something else, but yeah, so you want to allow for the extra time. Again, I do encourage the the hard start and end times, but some of your projects may run over because you might have to talk to somebody else to get information on creating that project. And then in that case, you're working on somebody else's schedule. You don't get to dictate their time. You can only dictate yours. 
And so you might want to leave just a little wiggle room just in case. Or if something you're working on requires a little more research than you thought. Again, give yourself just a little wiggle room there as you're creating your start and start times. So I'm sorry, start and stop times. Number five, I said, get rid of your excuses. Do any of these sound familiar? Hmm? Listen carefully. I need to be in the mood. I will wait until I have time. I work better under pressure. I need X to happen before I can get started. Do any of those sound familiar? And even if those don't sound familiar, I know you have some stuff on your excuse list that you use. Guess what? I need you to stop it. And I mean, stop it right now. Be honest with yourself. These are excuses. Sure, it might be nice to be in the mood, but waiting for that to happen can mean you can never get started on that project. Do you know how often times I am not in the mood to record a motivational video, but I remember my why, and I remember there are people counting on me to deliver what I said I was going to do. So I have to, to get move past the fact that I'm not in the mood to do it for whatever reason and just get it done. And guess what? Once it's done, I'm thinking, oh, thank you, Lord. Now that is done. All I have to do is upload, edit, and share the link. But if you always wait until you're in the mood, I can promise you, I can pretty much promise you that you are never going to get anything done. Number six, I said, get an accountability partner or coach. This person will help you stay on track by following up with you on a weekly basis to make sure you aren't letting anything fall through the cracks. Now, once you get an accountability partner or a coach, that is one of the things that I have clients that I work with and I make them accountable for what they said they were going to do. Now, you can meet with that person weekly. You might want to do it bi-monthly. You might want to do it just once a month. You all will have to sit and decide that criteria. But I want to encourage you to get somebody that's going to hold you accountable to do what you said you were going to do. This is a surefire way not to become complacent and procrastinate number seven forgive yourself stop beating yourself up about the past thoughts such as i should have started earlier or i always procrastinate i am such a loser will only make matters worse research shows that forgiving yourself for past procrastination will help you stay focused on what you need to do i cannot encourage you enough to get away from beating yourself up forgive yourself and say okay you know what i wish i had started this project last year but i didn't we're now in april of 2022 so let's just get started right now forget about when you didn't when you should have gotten started forget about why you didn't get started now is the time to get started number eight stop thinking you have to be perfect perfectionism is an all or nothing mentality Something is either perfect or it's a failure. People with perfectionist tendencies tend to wait until things are perfect in order to move forward. So if it's not perfect, you can't be finished. Or if it's not 
the perfect time, you believe you can't start. This all or nothing mentality can hold you back from starting or completing your tasks. Instead, focus on being better than perfect. This means to still strive for excellence, creating excellence or setting yourself up with excellent conditions, but at the same time, you focus on getting the job done. <clears throat> Finished is always better than perfect. So if you don't remember anything else I just told you, I need you to remember that. Finished is always better than perfect. Let me do a quick recap and I promise I will let you be. Today I talked about how to stop procrastinating. And again, this is something that we all do. I'm one of these people that I'm getting much better with it, you guys. I really am. But every now and then, I'll let things slip through the cracks. And then I wait until the 11th hour. And it's like, oh, my God, I got to get on top of this. And I'm just working my behind off. And to know me is to know that I have the Lord and bless me real good. So I'm working hard. You hear what I say? And in the back of my mind, I'm saying, Michelle, but if you had done this when you first mentioned it, when you first thought about it, when you first said you were going to get started, you would have been finished by now. Why did you wait so long? And the only answers I can come up with is that I didn't feel like it at the time. Or I thought it was only going to take a little bit of time to get done. So I figured I could put it off to the 11th hour and then get started on it. Well, guess what? I was wrong because now I've got to do a little more researching to get that project done. And I didn't leave myself enough time. I talked about that, did I not, to a little wiggle room to allow for things that may come up. So I gave you some tips on how to get rid of the procrastination. Number one, I said, stop thinking negative. You've got to throw that what if syndrome out of the window. You can do a video that you put your blood, sweat and tears into that meant the world to you. And not one soul likes it. Not one soul watches it. Not one soul reads it. When I said I said a video, but it could be a post. I'm going to say a post period. And then your mind starts to say, see, I knew it. I knew I shouldn't have done this. Mm -mm, you can't do that. Get rid of the what ifs. I'm going to tell you something. Here's what I always say to myself. If only one person listens to my podcast, if only one person watches my video, if only one person looks at a post and likes it or, or gives me a heart, then I've done my job. I have done my job. See, I'm not trying to please the whole entire world. I just want to find that one person who needs what I have, have to offer. And if I do that, then I'm good to go. Mm. Number two, I said, concentrate on your why. You have to know your why. If you don't know why you're doing what you're doing, then that's a huge problem, you guys. So you have got to know what is your why. Let me tell you something. It doesn't matter what I'm working on. I always know what my why is. I am clear. I mean, crystal clear on my why. I don't ever go into a project with blinders on, not knowing why I'm doing what I'm doing. Number three, I said, start writing in your planner. I am a, I love to journal. I love my planner. But you have to be specific when you're writing things down in your planner. And this is going to help keep you accountable. So you have to have a hard <clears throat> start and end time. 
Again, leaving a little wiggle room in there in case something comes up that you didn't plan for. Number four, I said, be realistic. Don't set yourself up for failure by wanting to do things and you don't allow enough time for it. Or you're just, you know, setting unrealistic goals. When, excuse me, when you are trying to get yourself out there as a motivational speaker, you have to allow for realistic goals. Because if you think that you're going to create a, and I'm not saying don't think big. I really am not. I always want you to think big. Don't ever just think small, but you have to be realistic. You can't think that you are a motivational speaker. Most people don't even know you have never even heard of you and you're going to create this workshop and you're going to get thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people to come out to your workshop. Now you can pray on it. That's why I said always think big. You pray and ask God to send on the people. But I know realistically, I probably could not go and fill up a stadium the way Les Brown can or Eric Thomas or Lisa Nichols or some others the way they could because they're out there and people know them, their household names. Now I can pray about it and ask God to send me on a huge following, but I'm going to be realistic so I don't set myself up for failure. Number five, I said, get rid of your excuses. You have got to do it. Stop saying, I'll do it when I'm in the mood. I'll wait until the time is right because guess what? Truth be told, the time is most of the time never really right. We just do what we have to do. So stop the excuses and stop it right now. Number six, I said get an accountability partner or an accountability an accountability coach. That is what I do. So if you're looking for a coach, please reach out to me and let's set up something because I'm going to keep my size eight right on the heel of your shoe. If you t- we, we have homework every week. And I say, okay, well, this week, what are we going to accomplish? You give me your goals. And if you list some things that I, that I thought of that you didn't list, I'm going to add it on there. Which means that you have one week to get those things done. And when we meet the next week, we're going to talk about, did you do this? Did you do that? Did you do the other? If you say yes, great. I'm going to check it off. If you tell me no, I'm going to put an X next to it. And then I'm going to ask you, why didn't you do it? What happened? What kept you from getting that thing done? And you can't just say, well, I just didn't have time. No, not acceptable. You're spending your hard earned money for my services. So we don't, you don't get to just say, I didn't have enough time. We need to talk. Why didn't you have enough time? Because if, if you are having a problem with time management, then we need to look at that as well. So if you tell me you just didn't have time, that's fine. But I need to know why didn't you have the time? Did you make the time? And if I look at your schedule and say, well, wait a minute, you never even put time in here for getting your assign- that assignment done. When did you think you were going to get it done? I'm just saying. Number seven, I said, forgive yourself. You have to stop beating yourself up because of things that you didn't do in the past. Stop beating yourself up because you've been procrastinating on getting whatever that thing is done. You're getting started now. That's all that matters. That is all that matters. Forget about the past. That's done and over with. You can't change it. Nothing you say or do can change the past. So learn from that and then move on. 
Number eight, I said, stop thinking you have to be perfect because you don't. There are no perfect people in life. No matter what you do, doesn't matter how how much effort you put into it, how how well thought out your plans are. Nothing is always going to be perfect. There are going to be some hiccups, hiccups along the way. And that's just life. Whenever you watch a video or you listen to a podcast and you don't see hear, see or hear the person stumble over a word or mispronounce a word, or sometimes you ever get to talking and you blurt out something and then you go, where the heck did that come from? Because I'm not even sure why I even said that. It had nothing to do with what I was talking about. There are no perfect people. And when you see perfect videos or you hear perfect podcasts, you know what happens? People are editing. I started to do that in the very beginning. That little voice said, I am not doing that. I'm keeping it real because I want people to see that I'm human being just like they are. I mess up. I make mistakes. I mispronounce words. And that's all a part of life. It doesn't take anything away from me. So it's all right if I kind of mess some things up as I'm going along because I'm talking too fast. Sometimes I get excited. But it doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to finish. That's one of the things that I love about Toastmasters. Toastmasters teaches you how to become a more confident speaker and and how to get better at speaking. But guess what? Even if it's not perfect, it's all right. Because there are there's going to be someone out there that's going to give you some positive feedback on how you can fix whatever it is that you need to work on. Is it great to to have perfection? Of course it is. I have several trophies where I've I've come in I came in first place in one and second place in the other at a speaking contest contest for Toastmasters. My very first one I didn't place at all. But you know what? I learned from that. So while yes, we do want to win and get the trophies and the medals, that's all fine and good because they look good sitting on your table. But at the end of the day, I'm more concerned with did I give my audience something to chew on? Did I give my audience something to think about? And the fact that I got up there and I did it because so many people won't do it because they're afraid. They're worried about what people are going to think, what they're going to say. I welcome your feedback. It doesn't matter to me. I'm confident in my ability to, 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 to tell you what's on my mind and I feel confident that you comprehend what I'm saying. So you guys, that's it. And I hope something I said today resonates with you. I hope it helps you to decide that you are going to stop procrastinating and just start getting things done. Because here's the other thing, you guys. You start and working on that thing, that project, whatever it is. And you can get it done and be done and over with. But the more you put it off. It's still waiting for you. It didn't go anywhere. It is still waiting for you. So if this is your first time listening to my podcast, I want to say welcome. I put out a new podcast every Saturday. I'm excited because next Saturday I actually have a guest, the Reverend Kevin V. Montague. So we're just going to have a chit chat and I'm looking, I'm so looking forward to that.
And I cannot wait to share it with you all. And I hope you all go and follow his podcast as well. Also follow him on YouTube and on Instagram as well as Facebook. He does a jumpstart broadcast. I want to say it's every Wednesday morning. I believe it is at 645. I could be wrong. So if I'm if I mess that up, I do forgive me. Tune in next week because we're going to be talking about that. I don't want you guys to miss it. If this is not your first rodeo, I want to say welcome back. I missed you guys. So glad to have you here with me. You all go out there. Have a great rest of the weekend. Have a happy Easter. And let's remember the reason for the season now. I know y'all want those dyed eggs and jelly beans. I haven't had jelly beans in forever. But I I know we're looking forward to that. The kids are excited because they're out of school and all that other good stuff. But I also want you to remember the reason for the season. I'm not going to go into that because that's not today's podcast. But just remember the reason for the season. And I'll see you guys again on next Saturday. I need you all to... Make sure you subscribe and support my podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated and you can do so for as little as 99 cents a month. Go out there and be great because great is calling you and great is calling me. Now your takeaway from today is this because I almost forgot to share this with you. It's time for you to make someday today. I'm gonna say that one more time and I'm gonna let you be. Your takeaway from today is it's time for you to make someday and i'm air quoting today today is that day that you've been talking about for months days weeks and years make someday today until next week take care